Mythbusters podcast. That music always spooks me out more than necessary. <laughs> it's necessary. It is necessary. We need to be in the right headspace. Welcome back to Jewish Mythbusters. It's great to be back, and it's been a little bit of a hiatus, but we are back, and we are going to continue with our series on the evil eye, the eye and hara. Take it away. So if you didn't hear the last episode, we we would like to tell you to go back, listen to it, because we really give a very large background on the whole concept of the evil eye and the eye and hara. Uh, we're not going to rehash the whole thing. We're just going to give you a very basic understanding uh, in one minute or less, what is the evil eye, the eye and hara? Go. So the mechanics of it are that when somebody does something that causes attention and gets other people to become jealous... Uh, that, in effect, triggers an opening of their books, so to speak, and an accounting of their deeds, and 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 it's it's examined. Does this person really deserve what he has? Right. So or that words, that which is causing the other people to become jealous. Exactly. Exactly. So, like this guy's driving around in a red Ferrari, and then your neighbor sees you in the red Ferrari, and he goes, "Huh." He's got a red Ferrari. So unfair. So unfair. This guy's the worst guy, whatever. So upstairs, they open the books. They start questioning, well, maybe it is unfair. Why does he have a red Ferrari and his neighbor doesn't? And, and then crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? God forbid. <laughs> so this week, we are going to be continuing, and we're going to be talking about an item that everyone has seen. I'm not sure how many people know what it's called. Uh, I personally, what I was traveling. I was... Uh, away. I was in the Caribbean and I was in a, you know, a random place, random store and looking at the jewelry and I saw tons of these just in a random place. So it's not even a Jewish thing. It's not a, you know, Jews, Christians, Muslims, everybody uh, has them. Everybody's interested in them. And what we're talking about here is uh, it's, it's a little hand. You see five fingers. Usually the thumb and the pinky are smaller. Yeah, that always uh, upsets me. Because yeah, no, they're cause equal, because yeah. you can't really make that yeah. that hand gesture. That's true, per se. And then there's usually an eye in the middle of the palm. Right, there's an eye in the middle of the palm. So the, the uh, what it's actually called is a hamsa. That's the actual name of it, and it's comes yeah. You see them on on necklaces. Some people have them on a bracelet. Yes. And what is it about? Well, before we get to that, let's talk about the etymology of the word. Well, hamsa actually means five in Arabic. Right. Arabic word for five is hamsa, and it's interesting because there are five fingers. Right. There are five fingers on that hand, which is probably why they call it the hamsa. Yes, that's right. That's right. And, I mean, we started looking into this, ended up going down into the rabbit hole. We're going to try to bring it all to you. Uh, but, obviously, our job here is to bust myths. So, uh, with yeah. that in mind, yeah, we, we have to look into, is this, it's clearly something, right? I mean, it's it's a worldwide phenomenon, but... Is this something that has a basis in Judaism? Is our real question? That's what we want to know. So, so actually, let's start off on that point, which is the number five. So, the number five is definitely a number that appears uh, often in the Torah, in the Bible. Uh, I mean, just off the top of your head, I'm sure you have a bunch of things you could think of with the number five. Well, five books of Moses. Bingo. I mean, like that's obvious one, right? Uh, can, the thing, could you think of any more? I'm just trying to think. I don't. I, so think about stealing. How many? What is the fifth, fifth commandment? No, what is stealing? What do you have Twice? to pay? Twice? Four or five? Bingo, four or five. That's only if you steal a sheep. That's right. But okay, but again, it's five. Yeah. When uh, Joseph... I mean, that's reaching though. No, no, it's just... It, it's okay. four or five. Okay, but why? Why five? It's a mystical why number. Why four? Okay, but it's, it, it, again... Mm, 
I'm not buying that one. Buying that. Okay, no. what about when Joseph gives uh, his brother, he gives all of his brothers a change of clothes and he gives Benjamin five, five changes of clothes. Uh, I we, mean, we, how many how many stones did King David use? Stones for what? To sling Goliath. I don't Goliath. know. I do not know. That's not common guess, knowledge. Guess, guess, guess. Five stones? Five stones. It had to go five stones into to get into Goliath's head? What? Like what? Or he missed no, four that, times? Th- no, no, that. <laughs> I just don't know what happened. <laughs> It was a bad, bad aim. It's like, well, that's it. This, this, is, this is number five. If I don't get him now, I'm going to run. <laughs> so uh, there's also five different types of sacrifices in, in ancient times. There were five different types of sacrifices. We're not going to go through them. But the point is, is that you see, we could go on and on. There's a lot more fives. So five is a mystical number. Wait, wait, you just assume that five is a mystical number just because there's a bunch of fives? Because it appears, yes. So what? That doesn't make it mystical. It makes it biblical. Biblical? Okay, okay fine. It's okay. a biblical you number. Take biblical? It's, there's some sort of importance to this number. There's some sort of importance to the number five we, because we see it recurring, just like we see seven recurs all the time. We'll, we'll talk about that on a future episode, right? We have seven days of a week. We have. I would say seven is more of a mystical number than five. Like, Why? F- because five is, it's not glaring. When you talk about seven, it's seven days of the week. It's seven weeks of uh, of Sphira. It's it's uh, Shmita. Yeah, they talk about the seven heavens. It, it, that's I could I could understand that being more but of a I, mystical number I than five. You. Five. It just listen. There's five books of Moses. Why'd they pick five? I, I don't know. That doesn't I, make I it mystical you. though. I hear you. Five, believe it or not, appears way more often than seven. It's the 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 Bible is replete with the number five. And you could go take a look, go go Google it. Five is appears very, very often. So on the one hand, you have the five. So that's an important number. On the other hand, we see an import to the hand, right? So we see in the Bible often hand, Where do you see a hand in the Torah? Uh, you tell me. I don't know. So, I really don't know. So we we see it often. First of all, when our forefather Jacob blesses the sons of Joseph, he takes his right hand, famously switches his hands, right? You remember that? Uh, and he, and But it's very uh, focused on the fact that he's blessing them with his right hand, and Joseph tries to pull his right hand. Okay, but these facts occurred. I mean, yeah, for, no, the no, same, no. T- for the same price, you could tell me Yad Hashem, which is the hand of God. Yes, exactly. Which is where we yes, talk about right. during Egypt. But that's again, right. it's, it's, it's part and parcel of the story. It's not a glaring uh, mystery You're of right. why are we talking about the hand. You're right, but you see that. You see the same amount of, of you, see, you see the word foot as well, but you don't see any pendants okay, that have a foot on them. You're right, but you see that Joseph was so bothered by his right hand there's some there's clearly something right it's which not just is the more words. a clue to the, the words it's more it's a hand cl- yes but it's more of a clue to 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 the specificity is that a word specificity. specificity it's more of a clue to the importance of the right versus the left because he it's, was saying put both. your right hand on 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 Menasha because he's older okay instead but it, of but putting it on it's both i would argue that it's both I, I mean look you you just pointed it out the fact that the hand is used to give the blessing what is that about what does the hand have to do with okay. it okay all right there's I'll give something you that. to do with it right and you know uh very big among Sephardim is to kiss the hand of of rabbis that's something that still goes on today uh, th- there's something about the hand you see that there's something about the hand Right? Yes. You agree, you agree with that. Okay, so let's delve into now the Hamsa. So in looking it up, uh, they do find evidence of it from ancient times, going back to Carthage, which today is Tunisia, North Africa, the Iberian Peninsula, Spain, Portugal. So they actually miss from way, way back in biblical times. That's where it first appears. And 
not having anything to do with Jews or Judaism. So wait, they were rocking Hamsa pendants in like 500 <laughs> yeah. BC? Yeah. Yes, yes. I don't know about pendants, but they were painted. Uh, they find it in stones. Uh, it was de- it was clearly being done. It the, was definitely a thing. It was a thing. Exactly. It was a thing. And uh, I mean, even later, 14th century, one of the most prominent early appearances is in the 14th century at the Gate of Judgment in Alhambra. It's a Islamic fortress in southern Spain. According to, uh, at least according to this uh Chicago professor Ahmed Ahradi, it didn't necessarily come about through a religiously inspired context. It wasn't necessarily a religious thing. What other context is there? Well, it could be a luck thing. But again, what is the connection to the hand, to the five? What is the connection? Right. Good good question. So so as Jews, we can say that there's a connection. The blessings come from the hand, right? So so that that you Okay, I like that. I like that. Blessings come from the hand, and if you want to get, to receive blessing, so I can see how a hand would signify blessing and thereby warding off evil. Right. I can so, I, I can get that. So everything originated from the Torah, right? So that means even from way back in ancient times, anything that that they're finding today had its basis from the Torah, from the ancient. I mean, from from Adam, from the first man. But again, the Torah wasn't given until the time of Moses. Yes, but it doesn't matter. We know that a lot of this, right? We know that our forefathers were learning Torah. What, ex- how exactly in the form, what form it was, we're unsure. But clearly, Jacob, who we knew, we just mentioned, was using his hand to give a blessing. This was something. I'm sure that other people picked up on, other other nations picked up on, and this became a very common understanding that this was a source of blessing and a source of protection. So that, you tell me, this is the source of the Hamsa, of the as, hand. As a religious Jew, that's what I would say. And what about the eye? Well, the eye from the evil eye. So but, basically, it's the hand against the eye. So... So the hand, we have the number five, which is important, which we know, and we have the hand, which is important. So together, the five-fingered hand in and of itself has that double connotation of blessing and and import and protection. And the eye is there to, to let you know that this is against the eye. Yes. Or to protect against an eye. So if somebody yeah. gives you the hand, so to speak, it's kind of insulting. Yes, absolutely. I it's, mean, it's like, what are you trying to say about me? Yes. That yeah. I'm jealous of you? 100%. How dare you? 100%. That, that's exactly it. Yeah, like, like, oh, you're trying to say that I'm jealous of you? And I'm causing you evil I eye? I don't have, I'm not jealous of you. I have everything. <laughs> I, I don't need your Ferrari. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to Jewish sources... Uh, believe it or not, I had a very hard time finding any clear-cut Jewish authentic sources specifically for the Hamsa. Yes, hands are important in Judaism. Yes, the number five is important. But the Hamsa as an item really can't find much. The only thing we could find was in the writings of a famous Sephardi, very uh, important rabbi, the Chida. In his travels, he found that Jews in Tunisia, and there's Tunisia again, and that's where we started, by the way, he found that in Tunisia, it was common practice among the Jews. And another Sephardi rabbi, the Benish Chai, very famous Sephardi rabbi, and that's more recent times, uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, the yeah. Benish Chai, he actually quotes the Chida, and we're not finding a tremendous amount in terms of uh, people writing about it. But I did look up this Benish Chai, and I will read to you a little bit. I'll translate it. So the Benish Chai writes that the Chida writes that it is a worldwide custom already among the Jews to say five psukim to ward off the evil eye. And he says, and therefore we also hang up, uh, it's common to hang up a, uh, a painting of uh, five a five 
fingered hand uh, and you write, you know, with the letter hey on top of it to ward off the evil eye. But he says, you know, that's a common thing that people do. Now, he's not saying a source for this. You know, he's quoting another He's quoting the Chida, who's quoting the fact that he saw the Jews in Tunisia doing it and saying that this was common practice. But the reality is it's not written. We're not finding any source, any ancient source, any ancient Jewish source that tells you that this is a Jewish practice. So you're saying the Benish Chai is the one that brings it up and he, from he quotes, there... He quotes the Chida, and the Chida is not really quoting... He's not saying, I say to do it. He's saying... Yes, this is common practice. Well, I think the they're Jews. responsible for the popularity of it in modern times. Yes, yes, that's right. But the Chida is really saying, I was in Tunisia and I saw all the Jews doing it. So again, the question becomes, where did it come from? If, it, if there is a Jewish source, I have not been able to find it. Maybe some of our listeners have some more information. Yeah, because as of right now, in my travels, I cannot find any source. And so for me, at this point, I'd like to say this was busted. Oh, boy. That's a tough one to bust because it's so widespread. Go into any shop in Israel and you're going to see- Israel, everywhere in the world. But Israel's common, but- Yeah, it's uh, common to walk into any Israeli falafel store and see a Hamsa. Absolutely. Look, look, let me clarify. It's busted in my opinion. That doesn't mean you can't wear one and it doesn't mean it doesn't work. But you're saying to to our listeners that it's meaningless. No. It's a a complete myth. No. And it's just has no no basis. No, no. So then it's not busted. No, that's not true. No. What we want, the goal, that's why we started by saying the goal is to see if this is rooted and this is something that comes from a Jewish source. Now, it's possible sometimes we get things from outside of of Jewish sources that we adopt and they become part of Judaism and part of the mainstream of Judaism. And it's because maybe they work and because they have a mystical source, et cetera, et cetera. So what I'm saying is we're not here to say whether it works. We're not here to say whether you should wear it or not wear it. We're not here to say whether it's usher or not, whether it's... it's. Why would it be usher? Because saying if it comes from it a comes different from, right, culture, from, from foreign... Idolatry, right. exactly, exactly. So we're not here to do that. We're just here to say, is this a specifically a Jewish thing? And on that, I'm saying it's not. We're busting it. There is, unless, unless someone... Look, unless our listeners bust us, come back to us. Tell us a, a source. Tell us, uh, you know, if somebody said, oh, there's a czar somewhere that says, you know, X, Y, Z... There's a there's a text from whatever the Dead Sea Scrolls. I don't know some something, but I I can't find any. So I'm considering it busted in relation to it being a Jewish icon. All right, I guess uh, you. Ha- it seems that you have your <laughs> mind made up on this. My mind is made up. You, you sound you sound uncertain. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence about this. No, look, there is no Again, source. There's once, no source. Once you have rabbinic literature, even if it's late, even if it's 18, 1900s, it's to me it's sourced in Judaism now. You don't like the the fact that you can't find something earlier? I don't think that that... No, but I, we can't even find anyone... Again, we have the Chidah saying the Jews were doing this. Why were the Jews doing it? That's our next question. Why were they doing it? And you're it? saying there's no basis after that. Can't find anything. Right. So what else should we say but that it's been busted? We encourage you, you know, call us out. We challenge everybody else. If you have a source and we missed it, let us know and we will have a retraction in yes. the next episode. Shoot us an email at hawk at kiddishclubpodcast.com. That's H-O-C-K at kiddishclubpodcast.com. Be sure to check out our other episodes of Jewish Mythbusters. You can find our other podcast. It is called Kiddish Club, the podcast. You can find that on any platform. Uh, check us out there. Make sure to stay tuned because we have a lot of exciting myths to bust 
a lot of episodes a lot of episodes coming up and we'll see you next time cue the eerie music Jewish Mythbusters podcast and this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media